0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: Tonight on the Cooligans, we're talking about the Columbus Crew SC re 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 rebrand. A a lot going on. It's just a wicked, wicked little remix. Uh, And we're talking about Kareem Benzema and his return to the national team um, um, amidst all this controversy. That's right. Plus, we talked to Dominic Monaghan, who's been in Lost
0: Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. And I've not seen any of that. Let's see how he reacts to that. Plus, which club in Manchester is the biggest club in Manchester? He's got some theories and a lot of passion. That and more today on the Cooligans.
2: Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here. And I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice. And I hope you've been having a nice, too.
0: Yeah, baby.
1: Yes, let's go. It is a big... Time episode, you know, just uh one, Hollywood. one cool again to rule them all. all okay, right? <laughs> I believe that's
0: a reference to a movie
1: <laughs> that I should have seen for this interview. <laughs> Absolutely thrilled about today's show. Hello, uh, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show uh, that has
0: ever lived. That's right. Plus. It's the gulliest, but you already know that. Why I'm, Why do I keep saying it at this point? You're just like, son, we got it tattooed on our necks. We goody.
1: <laughs> yeah, the producers are like, stop saying it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely thrilled about today's show because we're going to be joined by Dominic Monaghan. Uh, you may remember him as Mary from The Hobbit. Yeah, you remember, you remember him from Lost. You remember him from Star Wars. Uh, and on this show, talking to us, talking to... Uh, Uh, a Lord of the Rings super fan and another guy who's barely heard of the movie. (laughs) I know it existed. I
0: did not know uh, how important it was until I mentioned to the producer of the show, you know, I don't think I've seen anything this guy's been in. And uh, a full panic (laughs) has ensued. So I'm wearing an England kit. Let's see if that softens the blow when I let Sir Dominic Monaghan, I've now hated him, know that I've not seen anything he's in.
1: Yes, uh, I look, it, it wouldn't be an episode of The Kooligans uh, with a guest like this if, uh, if both of us were prepared. Uh,
0: yeah. so. <laughs> I'm not doing that research. I looked it up, and a lot of options came up for both Lord of the Rings and Lost. I mean, yeah, yeah. hours upon
1: hours of material. You look, at, you look at his IMDb page, you're like, I'm intimidated. There's yeah. a lot going on here. Bro,
0: let's just say I saw you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I walked by a screen where you wanted at some point.
1: So uh, Dominic, we'll talk to him uh, in a little bit. He's obviously a big Manchester United fan, and, and clearly there's a lot going on with Manchester United at the moment. But let's start with American soccer. Yeah, we called it soccer. Yeah, uh, we play here, bruh. <laughs> the Columbus Crew. All right, we talked about them <laughs> last. Oh, I week. believe you mean Columbus SC. <laughs> oh, apologies. I get. I just get mistaken. Or oh, was what it? I mean? wait? Or is it Columbus Crew SC? The artist formerly known as Columbus Crew. Well, I'll be honest
0: with you, it's been all three of those this year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, it it is the 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 back and forth, the drama, the roller coaster that is just American soccer branding nowadays. I I don't understand what is uh, the the hype train that everybody wants to get on. They're like, oh, you got a new. You got a new new shirt i mean now we all got i'm gonna burn the shirt i have
0: i never i never like this shirt anyway (laughs) dude uh remember when we started this show in 2015 the hot thing was franchises new teams you know yeah and that seems to have slowed down just a little bit and now teams are already here like well what if we just rebrand it's almost like a new team (laughs) right montreal went ahead and just destroy their entire culture, <laughs> right? And then uh, Columbus was like, yo, I see you, and I'm going to one-up you by completely disrupting all of the goodwill and love that we have gotten <laughs> by staying in this city.
1: Yes, so uh, if you are not aware, we, we've talked about it last week, right? Columbus crew went to Columbus SC, uh they, and they changed their logo, but now they have gone back. They well, the fans just...
0: met with them. The yes, fans yes. met with them, and they were like, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> but everyone thinks what you're doing is trash, B. <laughs> and I think, though, they, they're not going to go back to the round logo. Uh no. Which, if you don't know, they switched from the three dudes in the hard hat, the the, the strippers, to... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> to, Chippendales, yeah. Yeah, the Chippendale dancers. They switched to um, the round logo during the pre-court era. But we did find out that that actually wasn't purchased by pre-court. The branding was purchased by the previous owners. It was just revealed during the, the, the hunts, pre-court era.
1: The Hunt family. Yeah, the Hunt yeah. family.
0: But... Pre court did own that, right? So yeah. he decides to begrudgingly sell because MLS is going to give him a team in Austin. So now the Haas family, I believe it is, right? Is it the Haas family and and the doctor, some doctor dude Haslam, the Haslam family? Yo, Eudanas Haslam owns it. <laughs> no,
1: Haslam owns them,
0: and uh, the Cleveland Brown owners and uh, a, a, a very popular doctor, uh, big time doctor. Dr. I believe
1: Doctor Pete, the, Dr. Pete
0: Edwards. Doctor Pete Edwards, homie's got two first names. <laughs> um, <laughs> with both doctors now on this team, uh, and they switched to the outline is the flag of Ohio, which, which, you know, it's like a, it's a significant difference. Like it's a very obvious thing. If you're from yeah. Ohio, it's a, it's a quote Ohio, but everything else about this logo seems rather rudimentary. It seems like it was done relatively quickly.
1: Yeah, it was just it's just a a C inside there, and then the little the little notch. And There's the a little, not, little the little notch goatee, will, as
0: they're calling it. So
1: I mean, we're, we're probably seeing it on the screen right now. The, obviously, the the new logo, uh, the updated new logo, now is the C, but it has ninety six instead of a little soul patch. Under yeah, because
0: it. the fans said like, yo, you got to bring back crew. So now it's Columbus Crew, not Columbus Crew SC, SC. or Columbus SC. Yeah, and they said you got to throw ninety six. There was something you had to like throw like some type of. Honor to the the fact that the club's been around since the beginning. They yeah, are the yeah. first club in MLS history.
1: And you and this, is, I just want to make sure we get this. You have a conspiracy theory, one hundred percent, about about this new logo. Please share with everyone. So my okay? mind started going, beep,
0: beep, 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 beep,
1: beep, <laughs> and I got to go to
0: a doctor all for right, it. Put but on what, the fo- put on the tin foil. Okay? <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> uh, get your get your Alex Jones voice. Yeah, right? right. So exactly the vaccine chip. Right? (laughs) It's bringing me data from Bing. You know what I mean? Uh, Here's my theory. So I don't know if you saw this. Fox has a a show coming out called The Flatch or something like that. Uh, Uh,
1: Flatch, yes, yes. Flash.
0: It's a show about a small town set in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. One of the characters is literally wearing every piece of merch that's ever existed for Columbus Crew. Mm -hmm. So here's my theory. They're showing the old Chippendales one and the round logo. What's not? available because obviously this was already filmed and edited a long time ago is this new logo. So people are saying, Oh, it's because of the stadium. Here's my theory as part of the sale. Remember how, how much of a rush sale and a begrudging sale it was almost like a, a takeover sale. Yeah. Um, a hostile takeover sale in that, uh, in that move Precourt said, that's my logo. You're going to have to figure out a new one because he knew it was like his final fu to the fans. Ooh. Right. So he's like, fine, but I own that round logo. So y'all, y'all got a certain amount of time before you need to figure out something happened with this show coming out because the timing of this whole thing, who changes their entire branding after winning an MLS cup for in the middle, in the middle four of the season, weeks into a season. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But yeah. all of a sudden, as soon as they rush job, this joint, all of a sudden here comes this show premiered and one prominent main character is just covered in Columbus Crew gear. <laughs> I don't know, something about that don't smell, right? It does to look me.
1: and and normally I would say Alexis, you're crazy. Uh did you take your medication? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the
0: fact And I'm that- like, "Of course I did." And I hold up a piece of bacon. And I eat it.
1: <laughs> but the but the fact that this happened when it happened, it just seemed uh, pretty pretty ridiculous. The so, timing
0: uh, of it is off, and it's that's what's got me thinking I'm right. Even though I always <laughs> think I'm right. <laughs> All right, Christian, let's talk about the French national team, okay? Because there's some stuff happening there. It looks like uh, Kareem Benzema has made his way back onto the French national team, which is a good sign For the streets. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can rehabilitate yourself, folks.
1: It's like, baby, I'm a changed man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the old me, says (laughs) Karim Benzema. Uh, But I actually don't think he should have ever been uh, asked off the team or banned from the team. To begin with, why? Because a, a couple of legal issues, extorting a teammate? <laughs> what? That's <laughs> all like that. of a sudden illegal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, it, it's, it's pretty big news that uh, Karim Benzema is uh, returning to the French national team after six years. And uh, actually, in these six years, he's been balling like crazy. So it's pretty ridiculous. Has he not <laughs> deserved to be there just strictly on what happens on the field? Strictly on what happens on the field, 100%, yes. But if if people do not remember, he was banned from the uh, French national team because of this uh, uh, Mateo Valbuena. There was an issue of, of, of possible extortion, uh, blackmail. Not possible. Some... There was a leak,
0: a uh, sex tape that was threatening to be leaked by some mm-hmm. pretty bad men. I'm who... just doing – I'm doing the allegedly. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Supposedly, streets <laughs> say uh, – but apparently – uh they were childhood these men were childhood friends of benzema there's allegedly that's how they got the video was benzema was like yo look at this crazy stuff that happened so valbuena went to benzema and was like yo you know these dudes you need to help me out he's like i am gonna help you out by telling you pay them men <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> you need to pay them. i don't even
1: trust those dudes Yo, <laughs> we <should hate> them.
0: <laughs> i'm just glad i'm not in the video <laughs> <laughs> But what do we call it? the The trials coming up, so I don't know why they're bringing it back. Because France is all of a sudden like, yo, we need you, bro. Yo, and now all Euros, of a sudden, yeah, Look, while you're here, just don't really
1: like talk about it. All yeah, right? yeah, why don't
0: you <laughs> chill with texting videos, my guy? <laughs> but here's the thing, yo. So I looked this up. Uh, Karim Benzema grew up in a section of Lyon called the Bron, right? Which apparently is Which wild is- dangerous. That wasn't LeBron James is from? It's like <laughs> take out la and put in the, which by the way, doesn't make any sense because LeBron is French for LeBron. <laughs> so it's apparently like a uh it's an immigrant neighborhood that's considered one of the worst in Lyon. And he comes from an Algerian background, which is part of the issue as to how Karim Benzema feels this has been handled, because there he's saying, You're you're calling me a criminal straight up because, or you're saying I'm involved just because I'm Algerian, just because I'm an immigrant in this country. Okay. And it's like being looked at this way. And also he did have a pretty rough childhood. His father actually had to bring him to a Catholic school to get him out the streets because he was running with some bad kids Yeah, who now Valbuena have met uh,
1: <laughs> via text. I'm um, so, familiar with those dudes. Yeah,
0: Which, you know, part of me, like I grew up with some rough kids. Like if one of the kids that I grew up with, got a, 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 I don't know, a, a video of you playing with a different dog and said, you I'm gonna show this to Nutmeg. <laughs> don't,
1: even, don't even speculate on something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How that, dare that, you You, you trying to get me canceled, dog? Yeah. <laughs> so you playing with a different dog, you know what I mean? It was like, yo, I'm gonna show this to Nutmeg. And you were like, Alexis, you need to help me. If they were bad, I'd say to you, I am going to help you. I'm going to pull a Benson and say my guy.
1: Yo, take this as legal advice, <laughs> yeah, mom, dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yo, uh, you, need a, you need help. I'll start the GoFundMe is what I'll do. <laughs> and these are rich men. Why wouldn't you just pay? I don't yeah, get look,
1: it. It, it. It makes, uh, you know, w- w- there is a trial coming up, and they will have to uh, sort this out in a very serious manner uh, uh, this fall. But... I'm wondering, will this affect the chemistry of the team? Which is, that's why he was left off the team. Because it was like, yo, we can't trust a, a dude like this on our team. If the, anything, the, yes, you can. The, because the, look how loyal
0: the, he was to his former, friend, to his long-life, lifelong the, friends. Who was the
1: NBA player, why am I forgetting his name, um, that, that that filmed uh, Nick. Uh, uh, Swaggy P? Nick. Uh, Nick Young, he filmed yeah. it. What's his name? Uh, I forget who he filmed, but he... Played he, on he, the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, uh, but and he was immediately Nick traded from, from the Lakers. yeah. Which, which so is fine. Th- this is this is kind of the issue. This is like you can't tr- if if the if the coach is like, but this is a my- different. This is a different thing. It's not like Benzema leaked it. No, I know that, and you're just saying it's just that it feels. That it, it but the chemistry of the team that's a similarity. Whether it. it's like we don't know if we can trust our teammate. So. Maybe we we have to leave him off. He, as good as he is, it's gonna affect the chemistry of the team. And it all worked out because France won the World Cup. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like Deschamps was wrong. I think I think
0: the theory is different. I think the French are like, wait a minute, we're all cheating on our <laughs> wives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a man out here with a good camera, you know, filming all this Yo, potential so, extortion. Everybody better be rocking Motorola StarTAC exclusively. I, all right, we're doing Nokia's we, only. <laughs> we need the grainiest of grainy footage. Yeah.
0: You. <laughs> (laughs) You, you, all of y'all playing snake. And that's it, <laughs> nobody filming
1: nothing, yo. I need T9
0: in everyone's hands right now. 17 Madness. minutes to pull and send a text.
1: <laughs> so the, look, uh, I, I think, uh, I. you know, we'll see how uh, how, how the team plays. France is absolutely stacked. I think they're gonna be 100% fine. And I'll probably have to be the favorites to win the next World Cup as they're well. They're
0: even better. They're gonna be amazing in the Euros. Would you have left Benzema off to begin with if you were the manager of the team?
1: Um, I I don't think I would have taken that risk. I don't know. Uh, he's he's too good. Yeah, I would have had him on. I would have been like, yeah. in
0: fact, you're the captain now, bro. Don't <laughs> don't send your friends after me. But,
1: but it worked out. It worked out. And France France is still gonna be a powerhouse, and uh, they're gonna be even more dangerous uh, now with uh, Benzema there. Hell yeah! All right, before we continue, I just want to remind everybody about the Copa World Cup qualifiers in South America. They're going to be the exclusive home is going to be Fubo TV. So make sure you go to Fubo.tv for more info. And if you'd like to watch uh, any of those matches, it's going to be super, super cool. Uh, the next thing I wanted to get to, oh, we have another unboxing, and this was uh, this one's absolutely incredible. It's a
0: solo unboxing, which it's a I'm not solo unboxing about. Okay. I'm not going to lie to
1: you. <laughs> uh, I got a box from uh, the Dominican Republic national team.
0: It was actually sent from one Dominican Republic road <laughs> Dominican Republic.
1: <laughs> so this is, um, I got a letter here, uh, and it says, On behalf of the Dominican Republic women's national team, we would like to present Christian Polanco with an official match jersey. Thank you for your continued support of women's soccer. Wow. This is pretty wild. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> to the, to that Manker is a beautiful kit. Republic National Team. It's a little bright there. You can't see all the details, but bro.
0: Now you can see it. That's a beautiful kit made by Macron.
1: Absolutely gorgeous. Muchísimas gracias. The other thing, it it doesn't end there because I also got Cafe Santo Domingo. There you go. A little coffee? Yeah. At first, I'm like, they got, they send you
0: edibles? What they do?
1: I'm like, oh, they send you Dominican condoms? Yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> Yo, they wild big, dog. You gotta wrap, strap up your whole body, my G. No, they like coffee,
1: that's beautiful, but you don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee, but, you know, it's still it's still a positive and kind gesture, Alexis. So why don't you do this? Why don't you give me
0: the coffee and I'll let you know how good it tastes.
1: (laughs) That's right. Uh, But thank you so much. Uh, uh, It was uh, Yanni Marite. He's a a great, great dude. He's a he's a scout uh, for the Dominican women's uh, national team. Uh, uh, And uh, super, super cool. Uh, So uh, honestly, it's a little it's like a. Am I part of the team as well? Like, uh, you, you are know? now, <laughs> <laughs>
0: hurry up. You're late there's for a,
1: practice. <laughs> a bit, it's a bit of uh of, of pride. You know, we always talk about, you, you know, we're I'm Dominican, you're Cuban we, you, countries that don't really, uh, which by are, the way, I'm, while you're talking, I'm going to show you this. Go for it. Well, it's like the, uh, what's this? It's a Cuba kit. Oh, the Cuba kit. Look at that. Look how beautiful this is. It's like actually
0: from a player. This is the old logo. Uh, and And this was sent to me by the person I paid to give it to me uh, <laughs> no. and they they uh they did not give me coffee uh, They sent me this and said uh you're pay you better you know finish your payments every week or else we're going to come and take it no, back it's, here's it's the problem though the, the, it the is fa- a it is a medium. Uh, this does not fit. <laughs> okay.
1: So they knew exactly what you needed. Uh, well, this no, is a player issue, it, and even though Cuba
0: we... not great, they're not double XLs. <laughs> it's
1: know? dope that these uh, you know two nations that and people are are looking to us and see like yo, thank you for showing these these you know these CONCACAF uh, nations that are, are trying to come up and not known for this sport. Uh, and you know, shouts we,
0: to Zarek Valentin who got uh, he got selected to the Puerto Rican national team. It's, it's so it got cool here to see. We taking over. <laughs> wow. So, yo, when we, you know, who else is taking over this show? Is a, a guy who I love all his work. Or at least I've heard <laughs> that it's all very good. Uh, Dominic Monaghan will be here when we get right back. So, stay tuned.
1: Hey, Christian here. Just breaking in real quick. We, we will get right back to the episode in just a second. But I want to make sure I give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. Live, breathe football. Livery football has supported the show. They make incredible gear. Uh, you are familiar with them. You see people uh, rocking their gear all the time. You saw Dwayne Wade rocking the, the Maestro Turbo shorts uh, recently as well. And uh, live, breathe football. They make graphic tees. Uh, hoodies, uh, sw- sweats, socks, everything. Uh, great, great uh, gear, whether it's uh, wh- if you play, whether you just want to look fashionable, uh, you got to check out Live Breathe Football. The maestro pants and the shorts are, are my personal favorite. I wear them all the time, especially during this quarantine. Been rocking them like crazy. You can wear them uh, as pajamas. You can wear them on the pitch. You can wear them on the bench if you ain't getting any playing time. So I highly recommend them. So uh, go to and football's f-u-t-b-o-l uh live breathe and use the promo code gulliest for 15% off head over there right now pick up some dope gear look your best look fly so get over there live breathe promo code gulliest
0: all right, Christian, this is exciting. This is one of those moments where you're like, oh, my God, who is going to be on the cool again?
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, was there some sort of uh, mistake, some clerical error? No. Did, did this dude lose I, a bet?
0: You know, <laughs> how did he end up on this show?
1: Uh, well, absolutely thrilled. I know uh, for you, Alexis, like if if we were talking to, uh, you know, the, the head pizza maker at, uh, at at Pizza Hut, you would be absolutely thrilled. Uh, I would to- be
0: fanboying. <laughs> Maybe not Pizza Hut, actually. Actually. but uh, this dude has been on so many incredible movies and TV shows, and I'm, I can't wait to find out what he thinks about the fact that I've never seen any one of them. Uh, but at least it's a breeze for him, right? He doesn't have to get a million questions asked about Lords or rings. Ladies and gentlemen, a TV and movie superstar and a massive, I think as soon as you see him, you'll know what I'm talking about, a massive Manchester United fan, Dominic Monaghan, everybody!
1: Dom, what's up?
2: How's it going? How's it going? Uh,
1: Thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. I mean, this, it, it's, uh, it's an honor uh, to have you on the show. Like I said, look, Alexis, he is not uh, the, uh, the biggest fan of, of fantasy films. Uh, he is a, uh, I don't know. Look, if, it's not, if there's not mafia characters in it, it's a little bit difficult to get him on board. Organized uh, crime
0: tends to be my favorite. But what
1: is it? <laughs> have you met many people
0: that have at least been honest about the fact, I looked through your IMDb. The only thing I've ever seen that you were in, and I know you're a great actor. The only thing I've ever seen that you were in is a music video with Eminem and Rihanna. Right, right. <laughs> Does that happen to you often? I feel like you probably get like, people freak out when they see you because of the characters you played have been pretty iconic.
2: I mean, I you know I don't really mind one way or the other if, if people have seen what I've done. I don't tend to watch what I do either, so we're in the same gang. You know? <laughs> um, my favorite is when people come over to me in the street and say, I have, no, I have no idea who you are, but my friend told me to take a picture with you. <laughs> yeah. so like, Why don't you get your friend to come over and <laughs> stop being so rude, and I'll take yeah. a picture with your friend, you know? But, yeah. you know, Alexis, I will say this. If you've never seen Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. my mum was not a fan of Lord of the Rings before she came over to New Zealand. And I said to my mum, look, if you're going to come over and meet Gandalf and meet Gollum and meet Saruman, you need to read the book. So my mum said, oh, I don't want to read about wizards and magic and goblins and elves and all this kind of stuff. And I said, mum, at the end of the day, this is a story that has some magic associated with it and battles and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this is a story about characters. And the reason why Lord of the Rings is thought of as being one of the greatest works of literature of all time is it's amazing characters and you owe it to yourself to at the very least sit down on a sunday and attempt to watch the first film if you if you get an hour and a half into the first film and you're like ah this is not doing it for me then fine you can be like the rest of the trilogy is not going to do it for me i would say if you get an hour and a half into the lord of the rings trilogy you'll be like okay, this is worth watching. It's just a great piece of work, you know?
0: When you said an hour and a half into the first film, the first thing that went through my mind is, how much more of this first film is there?
2: (laughs) The, The entire trilogy extended cut runs to around about 12 hours.
0: Who's yes. thinking, how many Sundays do you think I got? <laughs>
2: Come on, watch it, over the, watch it over the course of five or six Sundays. There's a reason why it's thought of being one of the greatest books of all time. There's a reason why it's one of the greatest trilogies of all time. It is a seminal moment in cinema, and I'm not talking about my work in that. I'm just talking about the, the contribution to cinema itself. You know, the pathway of cinema is going like this. Lord of the Rings comes along and it goes like this. It, it, you owe yeah. it to yourself if you like movies. To watch it, it, it is in the same category as something like Star Wars, as something like The Godfather, as something like Blade Runner. It's that type of thing. Okay, is, Godfather.
0: I, now you're talking to me, so I will watch this movie. It's fascinating.
1: It's fascinating because what was uh, Scors- uh, Scorsese's last movie? The one on Netflix, The Irishman. Uh, the I Irishman, mean. and and I was like, damn, this movie's kind of long. Alexis is like, no, you you just don't understand. It was it, yeah, it had to be that long. It's I'm like, perfect. all right, What? Bring that same energy to other film franchises.
2: Alexis. I will. You know
0: what? I will watch it and I will report back. How's that, Dominic? That sounds fantastic.
2: <laughs> hey, go right Do okay. it for me, do it for yourself. If you're a fan of movies, do it for yourself.
1: You know? Agreed. I'm a, look, I'm a I'm a huge fan and uh, of, of your work. I mean, not only that, but just yeah, obviously Lord of the Rings and Lost uh, the Star Wars. I mean, uh, th- there's uh, j- just so much uh, of your career to discuss. We'll get to it in a second. But I-, I want to. You you are wearing Manchester United uh, gear. You are ready to go. Yeah.
2: Uh, look, well, it, they- let me preface that by saying I just came out of the gym. I always okay. wear Manchester shirts when <laughs> I'm in the gym. Manchester United shirts when I'm in the gym because. They make me feel stronger. And when you sweat in a Manchester United shirt, you're supposed to sweat in a Manchester United shirt. The only reason why I'm wearing a cap is because my hair is a disgrace because it needs to get washed and it's all over the place. I normally, <laughs> in England, you call these people full kit wankers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, wanker I wasn't going to be that rude and say that. But, <laughs> <It's>, you know. <laughs> it's not my style normally. It's just because my hair's like, look at my hair today. It's yeah, a yeah. mess, it's, like, if I you're wearing boots
1: with studs as well, then I would have maybe, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, and you actually
0: have your name on the back of that kid too, so I mean, yeah. you really are ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, and and. <laughs>
1: Obviously, as a Manchester United fan, we have to uh, discuss what uh, happened fairly recently uh, with fans uh, uh, storming Old Trafford, breaking into Old Trafford. Obviously, people are, are unhappy with uh, with the, the the Super League and and the attempt to 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 join that league. Uh, but people have been upset with uh, with the Glazer family and how the uh, how the club is being run for years. But what was your take when you saw that? Because I know a lot of passionate Manchester United fans were on both sides uh, of this issue uh
2: you know there's a way to demonstrate and there's a way not to demonstrate what you don't want to do is give the glazier family ammunition to say well these are not people that we want to represent our club so you know peaceful demonstrations holding up signs singing songs making your voice heard large numbers of people peacefully demonstrating i'm fully in support of that and if i was in manchester i would have done the same thing breaking and entering and trespassing into Old Trafford, potentially damaging the pitch, which only comes at the cost of the players and, you know, harming uh, property, private property. And obviously, you know, pretty, pretty uh, dangerously harming a police officer. I don't know if you've seen the police officer had like a, you know, a, a pretty significant cut all the way down his face from something that had been thrown at him. You know, we don't, we don't want these people representing our club you need to be setting the example of how to peacefully protest. And uh, most people did it right. A few people did it wrong. But there's a huge amount of passion, you know, in these clubs to try and wrangle back a little bit of control from these American owners. Unfortunately, what you have with these American owners is people thinking that they bought a franchise and people thinking that in buying that franchise... They can completely Americanize the sport and Americanize the culture. We come from uh, a sporting culture where we have promotion and relegation. You guys don't have that in American sports as much. There's not as much at cost. And these are clubs, you know, some of these clubs are older than a lot of areas of the United States. There's a very strong lineage and history here. And uh, we would would like to have a, a, a small amount of control over what happens next with our football teams that are extremely important to us
0: do you honestly think that i mean you understand you know the the english mentality a bit better than we do but i i think we understand the american owners maybe a little bit better and do you honestly think that a peaceful protest would matter to them i mean from the rumors are like we have i'm an arsenal fan we have stan kronke so we're in the same boat but Stan doesn't even know when the games are happening. You know the Glazers. You're, you're. You know, I mean, unfortunately, Manchester United is a line item on their asset list. It's not even. They're not there every week rooting the the club on. They probably couldn't point out Cavani from a list of of all your players. Do you honestly think that people protesting would actually get to them? And do you think that the fan ownership idea might take place?
2: I don't think the fan ownership will take place because it takes too much. Control away from the owners, and uh, at this point, they own the entire club. So, I don't think they're going to give the fans 51% ownership and completely kick the chair out from under their feet. I mean, you could make a pretty strong argument to say that the peaceful element of the protest that happened before the Liverpool game was effective. And the reason why you can say that it was effective is because that game didn't take place the money that they would make from the television rights of selling that game did not fall into their pockets that week. So the only way that you try and make a strong enough statement with these owners is to hit them in the places that they can fully realize. And unfortunately, in this cynical world that we live in, that is a financial way. So we were able to stop them from getting a significant amount of money From that Liverpool game. Look, anywhere you cut it around the world, Manchester United versus Liverpool is one of the benchmark marquee games of any season, whether that's the Spanish League with Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid or Inter Milan versus AC Milan. Liverpool-Manchester United trumps all of those games for bombs on seats and people watching TV. They did not get the money that week. So we did hit them where it hurts. And these fans have said, we'll do it again. We can do it again the week after, the week after that, whenever you want, until our voices are heard. So to a certain extent, it was effective. Storming into Old Trafford doesn't really work for me. But the rest of the stuff that they did, I'm fully in support of.
1: Okay. Cool. yeah, this Yeah, I, I love this because the, the uh, this is the... Um, you know, especially since the Premier League has, you know, in the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, especially since it's been on NBC, there is a a, a new wave of American fans of uh, English clubs. You know, I, I support Everton. I chose, I, they had American players. Tim Howard was there, obviously, yeah. former formerly of uh, can't Manchester can't United. You
0: know. Landon Donovan. <laughs> so-
1: Right, so yep. I that 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 was my connection uh, to that team. But then when I meet people like you, I'm like, man, these guys are serious about this stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs>
2: yeah, like, gonna deal. cut me
0: if I'm if am disrespectful. <laughs> you know, it's,
2: it's 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 a big deal. You know, it's um, it, it it's part of your family. You know, I I come from a a a big Irish family in Manchester, Irish heritage who who came over a long time ago from. Ireland, uh, You know, split right down the middle between Manchester City fans and Manchester United fans. There's no, there is no situation where at any significant age of your life, you can say, oh, I used to support Arsenal, but now I support Liverpool. Or I used to support <laughs> Chelsea. And now support Tottenham. You are no yeah. longer a football fan and your voice is, is not uh, uh, like yeah. wanting to it, be heard it, from. It, it, it's like Maybe it's like they're saying, friends. Oh yeah,
1: I, I used to be a blood, but now I you know I'm a crip now. I just yes, wanted yes. to try to switch I things just, up, you know. I look better in blue, you know I didn't realize <laughs> until
0: later in life. Right. I mean I think that happened here in New York too. Some people switch from the Knicks to the Nets. And my Arsenal fan head, I was like, are you crazy, Don? You can't <laughs> switch teams, but I guess in America you can, you know? I guess yeah. in
2: America you can a little bit more. And they moved certain teams to different cities and all that kind of stuff. I understand it. We don't we do not do that as much over here. Uh, we don't do that at all over here. It's a big deal, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a massive part of your identity. My mood is completely colored by whether United win or lose. It's colored by how far we get in certain competitions. I have a whole bunch of friends that are city fans. I get it in the neck from city fans for the past <laughs> four or five years, because we've been giving it in the neck for the, the 20 years before that, you know, it's uh, it's cultural, it's tribal. It's a massive part of our identity. And, uh, you know, I'll always be a football fan.
0: What is the Monaghan family gatherings like during the big Derby weekend? Uh, what is that actually like and do you who who in your family are you closest to that is a City fan that you uh, you can't really talk to that
2: weekend? <laughs> well, my mom and brother and I are uh, United fans and my dad is a City fan. So, it's <laughs> pretty close to the knuckle, you know. Obviously, United are in are in the Europa League final against Villarreal and uh City are in the Champions League final against Chelsea. It's um both of the Manchester teams are going as as deep as they can go in these competitions. And uh, obviously, I want Manchester United to win all of their games. I'm a little conflicted by City winning the Champions League, because I know it would be great for my dad. I know it would put a massive smile on his face. Maybe they won't get a chance to do that again in his lifetime. But another part of me thinks, well, United have won three Champions League. We don't want City to win one. That's a lot closer to us than they were previously, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the- I hate Tottenham. I don't want them to win anything, but you know, it's not I well actually I don't have a dad, so if he was a Tottenham fan, it would actually make sense. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you chose to leave our family. This actually makes complete sense. You also want me to hate your club.
1: <laughs> just typical behavior of a Tottenham supporter, right?
0: <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> just real Tottenham, real spursy of him. Uh if you were to say, forget forget, you know, your father right now, who is the biggest club or what is the biggest club in, in Manchester? Is it is it still United or if City actually pulls it off and wins Champions League and the league, you might say City is the biggest club in, in Manchester.
2: No, it's absolutely Manchester United. There's no question. I mean, Man- <laughs> Manchester United is the only team outside of uh, England that that has a global notoriety. You can make a, an argument to say maybe Liverpool has some sort of a footprint, but it, it pales in comparison to Manchester United. Manchester United might be the most recognizable sporting franchise on the planet alongside teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, maybe the, the New York Yankees or the LA Lakers, something like that. But Manchester United is in the conversation. If you go to Thailand, if you go to India, you go anywhere in Africa, you go anywhere around the world and mention Manchester United, they'll know who you're talking about. If you mention Manchester City, they'll be like, oh, there's two teams in Manchester? We had no idea. <laughs> Manchester City has a massive new stadium that houses... 60, 65,000 people. They can't even fill that stadium. They don't fill that stadium week in, week out. You know, it's very rarely full. Manchester United Stadium houses almost 80,000 people. Not only do we sell it out week in, week out when we can get fans in there, but there's 10,000 fans waiting outside trying to get a ticket on match day. You don't have that at Manchester City. Manchester City are a franchise that was bought relatively uh, recently. They put a bunch of money in there. They're obviously benefiting from the fact that they have a ton of money in there. But the history that goes back, I mean, we're, we're winning the European Cup in 1968. In 1968, <laughs> Manchester, Manchester City are, are a nothing team. They're not doing anything. They're, they're in the second division for the longest time. Name any Manchester City players from 10 years ago. I'll wait. I'll Claudio <laughs>
0: Reyna would be the only one because he's American. <laughs> who, wait, who? Claudio Reyna. is it's American. Like-
2: I mean, <laughs> right, only, because it, only because he's American you can name him <laughs> yeah. Manchester United players from 30 or 40 years ago George Best one of the greatest footballers of all time from Northern Ireland played for Manchester United Cristiano Ronaldo David Beckham Eric Cantona Wayne Rooney Manchester City at the moment in the last 10 years or so had players like De Bruyne Aguero you know Vincent Company, Yaya Toure these are very recent players Big name players. Yeah. They don't have the history. They don't have the legacy. They don't touch us. They do not touch us.
1: <laughs> I love this. I love the question. This is just who's the bigger club is, is fodder for it. It is really, it drives people mad. They can have. Well, a long debates. time ago on this show,
0: Christian was like, do people even care who the bigger club is? And <laughs> sure, slowly but surely over time, Christians realized, why would anyone have this conversation? You're going to break up families.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. Your football fandom is, is quite uh, passionate, quite intense. It, being an actor... Uh, uh, in Hollywood, the, you know, being a comedian and being a, a fan of football and soccer, we usually get, um, you know, people are usually dismissive. They don't want to hear it. They, you know, they don't respect the sport. Um, but being a, a, a passionate football fan uh, in Hollywood, do you connect with anyone? Is there anybody that, that you really love talking to about the game or are there people that you've had to convince uh, that the game <coughs> is worth supporting?
2: I mean, I don't do a huge amount of convincing nowadays. I don't necessarily think that I need, you know, anyone in the United States to be supporting what is consistently called the world's game. It's it's played (laughs) by every single country on the planet, apart from the United States. And it's now played in the United States relatively significantly. But it's yeah. the biggest game on the African continent. It's the biggest game in South America. It's the biggest game in Europe. It's the biggest game in Southeast Asia. There's a couple of little pockets around the world. New Zealand and Australia, they're more kind of cricket and rugby. The United States is more basketball, baseball. Uh, I'm missing one. NFL. American football, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't, necess- I don't necessarily need to convince anyone. I-, I sometimes spend a little bit of time trying to have people from the United States understand why players dive. I think there's a strange misunderstanding here that goes on where people from the United States say, I watch a football game, a a soccer game, and it's a big turnoff for me that players dive. I don't understand why they theatrically dive all over the place. And I try and explain, look, let's say we take Paul Pogba, who's six foot four. And if you tried to push him over, you wouldn't be able to. And then when he goes onto a football field, every so often, he flops. That, that is what is happening here. They flop like in basketball. These massive players would never get pushed down in normal life. They have to flop to show the referee that a foul has been committed because a referee <laughs> might miss it. I think there's a slight misunderstanding that the uh, Americans are like, wait, I don't understand how Neymar falls all over the place theatrically and and he's, and he's, you know, acting like he's been shot and you're like, well, yeah, that is irritating. But what he's trying to show to the referee is a foul has been committed so that he can get the free kick. You know, that's why I sometimes explain an offside because no one understands offside.
0: (laughs) We deal with this too. We, I, I hate when like an NFL fan says, Oh, I don't like soccer because there's not enough scoring. If every touchdown counted as one point, it'd be pretty even soccer (laughs) scores and NFL scores. So I kind of, if you want every goal to count for seven points, go for it do that in your head do the math in your head
2: and also you've got like you've got little really interesting narratives that go on in the game that don't necessarily get associated with scoring you you know you have a battle in midfield you might have a battle between a striker and an attack and a defender you might have a left winger and a and a, and a left wing back that are in a little battle it's a little game of chess they they're trying to like you know. Like get into each other's heads psychologically. I've watched some truly fascinating nil-nil games. There's no score. Neither team put the ball in the back of the net. But it's a fascinating kind of chess game. So the nuances of football, if you if you don't watch it consistently, you, you might miss the nuances. And suddenly you, turn, you tune into a game that you think is going to be exciting, Liverpool versus Everton. And you look at the result and you go, oh, it's nil-nil. It's not worth watching. But you might not know that there was a, a 70 minute battle going on with these right. two players that, that ended up, you know, turning into uh, cancelling each other out. But it's still high drama, you know?
1: Yeah. In yeah. Liber- but Liverpool, Everton, nil nils. Uh, I still got about two or three heart attacks from Jordan Pickford's poor goalkeeping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so Deny that.
0: Also, uh, if, if we can't get them to like soccer because there's enough scoring, chess might not be the thing to convince them with. I'm just going to tell you that. I want to ask
1: this real, real quick. The one thing I, I had heard this. Uh, can you confirm this? Uh, you were in the uh, the Star Wars uh, uh, film, Rise of Skywalker, um, but I heard that you were in this movie because of a bet with J.J. Abrams. Is this accurate?
2: Yeah, a bet based around um, the Euros. Um, so <laughs> J.J. and I are obviously friends, and we had been chatting about Star Wars for a while, and then he kind of half-jokingly, half-seriously said to me, England are playing today, right? And they're playing Colombia." Uh, yeah, yeah. And I said, "Yeah." And he said, if, "If England win, you, you get the part. If, you, if they don't win, I'm going to give it to someone else." And we went to a penalty shootout, and England had never won a penalty shootout in a major footballing competition in their entire history. And we won that yes. penalty shootout. So it was a beautiful day.
0: We <laughs> got a nice IMDb credit for it. Not bad. Yeah. Um, looking at looking at the Euros, which are going to come up now, obviously a year delayed, but. Uh, if what do you think of the chances of England winning it? That you have a great squad. In fact, you almost have too many great players for this squad. Um, and also, if they don't, is that the end of Gareth Southgate?
2: I mean, it's a major competition, and and you know, big big footballing managers are under a huge amount of pressure to uh, you know to do something in major footballing competitions. It's slightly unfair because only one manager is successful at the end of the day. All the rest are failures. You know, they they all they all come after. Second uh, after first place, so I think it's unfair to be sacking managers left, right, and centre when only one manager ultimately can come through as as the ultimate success. You know, um, England are perennial underachievers in major footballing competitions. You know, the last time we won the World Cup was 1966, which is a fucking disgrace because we invented the sport, <laughs> and uh, you know we should we should we should be ashamed of ourselves. And I'm sure we probably are. We do have an embarrassment of riches, both with th- the young players coming through and some some established players i still think that we might not completely have the stomach to be beating some of these very established powerhouses in european football like france like belgium potentially like spain or germany who might not have the team that they used to have But these are teams that have very recently won major competitions and they just have the wherewithal. You you know, you have to enter into these major footballing competitions and be absolutely perfect for nine games or for 12 games. And very often it doesn't happen. It can only take a slip from Jordan Pickford or from Harry Maguire or from Mason Greenwood to suddenly find yourself one nil down and only a couple of minutes left to play. So... I very much hope that we do do something and we go deep in that competition. We have a great team, lots of young players, lots of established players. That's what you want in, in, a, in a team. You don't want all old fogies that have been there and done that, but they don't have the legs. You want a nice combination of a calmness with people that have been there and then players that are wanting to prove themselves. So we do have a great chemistry. I think Southgate's a great manager. I think we get to the semi final and probably get knocked out.
1: <laughs> I love that English optimism.
2: It's, it's <laughs> also,
1: if
0: he, didn't, if he says they win and they don't, Dominic would walk around saying he jinxed them. So that's a very English thing is to say we can knock down the semis. And if you win, you'll be like, they did better than I expected.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, Thank you so much uh, for joining us. This is absolutely incredible. We have uh, we we could talk to you for hours. We have a a bunch of questions from fans that we can't even get to. We're running out of time. But I I want to uh, uh, make sure uh, that we get to. uh, Is there anything that you want to let people know about before we sign off? Anything you may want to plug?
2: Well, I just launched a podcast with my co-star in Lord of the Rings, uh, Billy Boyd, who Alexis is going to know all about once he watches the trilogy over the weekend. Um, I'm only kidding. Um, so we, we launched a podcast. It comes out, um, or I, I think it's out now. It's called The Friendship Onion. You can find us on YouTube at The Friendship Onion. You can find us anywhere that you get your podcast. If you just search The Friendship Onion, you know, give us a five-star rating and review and subscribers. That keeps us allowing us to make the show Um, that's, you know, I'm only here to talk football, but I'll give a little plug to the podcast because, you know, you got to throw some love somewhere. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and
1: everybody just remember, uh, follow us at Taka Cooligan, follow at Fubal Sports uh, uh, and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the show. Uh, OK, uh, let's do a couple other pieces of business. We, let's get to our Galasso gift. This is where we give you a scenario. You can uh, celebrate a goal on this show. However you, you like, uh, we will turn it into uh, a gift. So uh, Alexis, any, any suggestions on the scenario?
0: I got it. You're just having a weekend kickabout with the family and your father says, if you score this next goal, he will switch from City to United. Ooh. <laughs> and you, put your laces through that bad boy, top bins, curly right in. Dominic, how are you celebrating that goal?
2: You know, I always look at iconic uh, goal celebrations from Manchester United players because that's my thing. The I like I like two specific types of celebrations from players. The first <laughs> one that I that I like is a kind of nonchalant. Of course, I knew I was going to do that. You know, this kind of like yeah, whatever, yeah. not a big deal. As you, as you walk away, doesn't even doesn't even That's bother a, you. Cantona, that was a Cantona style. A, a little opinion. Cantona, a little Cristiano Ronaldo, a little yeah. Pogba. My all time favourite ones, which Cantona has done, Rooney has done. Alan Shearer has done a few times, Thierry Henry was known for doing this, is you run away and you say something which is completely incomprehensible to the fans, but to you it means something. So you kind of score, and then as you're running towards the fans, you're kind of going... (laughs) I like those things the best, because I'm always thinking, what is he saying? Like, Thierry Henry is (laughs) clearly saying something in French, or Ronaldo is clearly saying something in Portuguese, and it's full of passion. I love to see the passion in football. So... If I were to score in the last minute and turn my dad into a United fan, I think I'd be running away going, that's right, you're a United fan. That's right, you're a United fan.
0: (laughs) I always imagine Thierry Henry's just saying, the croissants here shit. (laughs) <laughs> the person's here are shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just leaving a Yelp review in the goal celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh Dom absolutely crushed it. Thank you so much for joining us. We are you are welcome back on this show any single time I mean uh, obviously a lot uh, Manchester United are going to be doing uh, big things uh, in, in the coming months uh, alright so let us end this show the way we normally do as is tradition so for Dominic Monaghan my name is Christian Polanco I'm Alexis Guerreros and together what are we? The, the
0: Couliners! <laughs>